0: Today's proverb: I am disgusted. Y'all better talk to it before I do, cause I'ma hurt of feelings. That's fucked up. And this is Gay Side Stories with Trillipicent, all LGBTQA all the time. GaySideStories.com is the hub for more information. Follow and interact on social media. Like the Facebook page. Email me at GaySideStories@gmail.com. At Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Uh, do do me a favor and take a few minutes to rate on iTunes, leave comments on SoundCloud if you prefer, and make sure that you are sharing this podcast with others, that is how we get the word out and we make this a bigger thing than it already is. This week I am joined by two very special guests, a lot of you I think know who they are, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves.
1: I'll go first. Hey, everybody. This is Candace, better known as Intense Desire on Twitter, and one half of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast crew.
2: And I am Jeremy. Many of you may know me as Black Dante on Twitter, and I am the other half of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, and also one half of the Crown and Collars podcast, and it is a pleasure to be here
0: um, with my man Curtis, who's doing great things with this podcast. And I appreciate you guys for coming, CSPN and the building. Um, real quick, why don't you guys tell the listeners a little bit about Ratchet Ramblings and Jeremy, a little bit about uh, Crown and Collards.
1: Uh, sure. Uh, So Ratchet Ramblings is fully dedicated to anything Ratchet TV, especially coming from Mona Scott, the great and the terrible at the same time. Uh, we, every week uh we get we get together and we discuss all the disgustingly amazing stuff that we see on uh all the love and hip hops, basketball wives, um
2: Black Ink Chicago.
1: Black Ink Chicago and uh nasty black ink New York when they come back, mm-hmm. uh moisturize. So yeah, so check in, listen, laugh, comment you know, just give us your thoughts, all of that.
2: Yep, and new episodes every Monday and you know, um if you like us, um if you're discussing the show, use the hashtag Ratchet Ramblings pod and follow the Twitter um at Ratchet Ramblings. And that's what's up. And for Chronicolics, um uh, Ratchet Ramblings was actually a spinoff of crown of collards because uh, we used to do wretched um recaps on there um and uh, we have to shout out um one of our friends um at a quality mess for actually giving the um suggestion and for um uh, and thank you to mail and classic for green lightning but um uh, crown of collards uh many of you that is listening probably have heard curtis um we had Curtis on one episode. That is um basically me and my homeboy Dan. Um we have been best described as like listening to a catfish dinner. Um and we have been at thing. <laughs> we have been at this thing, um it'll actually be three years in September and it's just all country asses just talking about life, politics, pop culture, um mm-hmm. trying to make uh, make stuff funny but also be uh be aware like one of the models of our show is be aware but laugh um uh, just uh, try to be here for the people give them some laughs give them some insight give them some information and trying to make the world one um uh, mm-hmm. better one podcast episode at a time
0: that's what's up that's what's up so again thank you guys for joining me uh, let's get into a few of these segments. So, first off, is the school in life. Uh, as you guys may know, this is where I like to highlight one or two things really quick that helped me get through the past week. Um, so, my school in life for this week is actually the Houston restaurant weeks. One of my favorite times of the year. Fuck Christmas and all of that kind of shit. I mean, you know, I eat then too, but uh, Houston restaurant weeks is one another one of my favorite times because fat you know i'm just fat and i like to eat so uh, i kicked it off this year going to a restaurant called lucille's with one of my friends that's been on the show uh john Redcorn. shout out to him uh it's just a, it was a real black establishment it was all of your aunties in there with all the different auntie haircuts and wigs and then like all the nephews were there too and it's like where are all these omega looking ass niggas and sigma looking ass niggas come from Hmm. Uh, the food was pretty good. And uh, one thing that I, I really like about the Houston restaurant weeks is that, you know, you get to eat good food depending on where you go because not everywhere is good. But you get to eat good food and it's for a good p- cause. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to visiting a few other places with friends this month before it ends and, you know, getting my grub on. So, what about you guys? You have something you want to highlight?
1: Uh,. Knowing that I'm going on vacation this week has been helping me get through the last few weeks, honestly. Uh I am real. sick of white people. And that is also real. <laughs> uh, they uh, act like um, relaxation is going out of style at my job right now. So, all last week, all I kept saying to myself is one more week, one more week, one more week. So, yeah. Shout out to black people getting to rest and take vacations and do shit that we like to do that does not involve uh, white people messing up the groove of it.
2: Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, I have to um, shout out um, Black podcasts. They get me through uh, a lot. Um, I love hearing different... On people's voices different people's perspectives and i listen to a lot of uh black comedy podcasts and shout out to us for just um being there for each other even when we don't know that we being there for each other Um uh, podcasts help me get through the work day because i also work with mostly white people and they get on my goddamn nerves so yes. i just put on my headphones and just tune them out and yeah oh shout sweet. out to uh Black podcasting is my school in life to, for helping me get my life and get me through the workday to the weekend.
1: Oh, before we go into it, if you guys have never had the pleasure of meeting Curtis in person, you kind of missing out. So no. uh, I'm Curtis was in Cleveland a couple years back. Few, I want to say it was like 2015. It was. Yeah. And he is as funny in person, probably more, than what you get on the podcast, it's kind of crazy because you get a hilarious Curtis on these podcasts and on social media, but he is just as funny, but also a really sweet person. And we turned him on to some food called a Polish Boy from Cleveland. So if you never got a chance to meet Curtis, I mean, you should envy me. But if you get a chance, don't pass up on it.
0: Oh, I feel all warm inside. If I was white, I would turn pink. <laughs> but no same shout out to you you know like that was a dope night and that was a messy good time with the polish boy and same with you like if y'all haven't met candace in person she's cuddly and her smile is bright and she ain't shit like as much as she ain't shit on twitter is magnified probably at least three times in person
2: yeah and
0: she'll let you know i I, you know what i distinctly remember you be like you know I don't even be saying all the shit that go through my head on Twitter. Cause, and I was like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) So shout out to that. Um, (laughs) Moving right along to the come quick segment. I just got one quick thing. Um, Sometimes I have things on my heart and I talk about them on this segment, but a lot of times I'm like, I'll just leave it to the other podcast. But in this instance, I think this uh, Twitter poll that I did is fitting, especially for you guys having started Ratchet Ramblings. So the question that I asked on Twitter was: If you could, would you get ass shots? And the answers were <laughs> yes or no. So thirty-seven percent said yes, and sixty-three percent said no. So actually, shout out to both. You know, shout out for people. You know, walking in their truths, walking in their lack of booty and ambition for booty um i only have one thought and then i'll let you guys chime in remember friends when it comes to ass shots or whatever you have going on back there jock straps and reality tv makes your fake butt look even faker just take that into account and that's all i have on that 63
1: percent lying (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean that goes without saying. I was gonna call him to the mat, but hey,
1: listen, you know, only I, when I speak of stuff, I only speak in terms of black people because I don't care what white people think. So, it, having a nice ass is a thing amongst our people. Like, oh, yeah. a nice it's ass, coveted. a nice ass can get you far. So, um. You know, if I if I had the money to throw away, I'm not going to lie, I would I would make over my whole life. They would just probably have to put my head on a new body
0: because Hello, I'm like, I, I would just knock on somebody's door and be like, I need real life Photoshop. Yeah. I need this face on a brand new body.
1: Exactly. Yeah, but I, need I would top notch.
0: like I need it to be a situation. Top where, notch. Like, I'm not on a budget because I don't need to be leaking. I don't need, to be, I to, I don't need yeah. to be on TV talking about.
1: I with my ass uh, leaking quote unquote fat. But if I had, like you said, if I had the money to get the best there is out there, man, please, I would over I would overhaul
0: this whole body. You wouldn't be able to tell me mm, shit. shit. But shit. I don't, like I said, I don't, want, I don't want the church's chicken of ass shots. I do not want to be leaking plasma and shit on nobody's yeah, couch exactly. or my own.
1: Exactly. I don't want no no tire fix-a-flat in my ass or nothing like that. But if I could afford good plastic surgery, I'm all for it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Everything but the face. Cause that,
1: yeah, I like my face.
0: That shit that they, y'all be going through and they like they have, you know, rhinoplasty and all that, I'm good no, on that. Mm-mm. Like I no. said, just take this face and put it on a new... Face off! We all walk in our truth. So, um, sorry, Jeremy, you had something to say?
2: No, I was just going to say, like, like we said on Ratchet Ramblin, we are pro plastic surgery. We are
0: anti-leakage on somebody's couch. Yes, leak, I mean, uh, anti-botched. Yeah. Damn. There's a sex of life. I thought that these things that they were outlining could apply to any situation, whether it's you being an ally to feminists or to women, you are being an ally to the LGBT community. To black people Or other marginalized groups So I thought we could get into that And have a nice discussion about What it means to be an ally And some tips That you should try to adhere to So first I'm going to say Why don't you guys Give your personal definitions Of what it means to be an ally To A marginalized group
2: Candace why don't you start us off
1: so for me the one of the biggest keys to it is to be genuine and being an ally a lot of people do it for hand claps and backpacks and when they don't get that their real true colors come out Mm. and it kind of diminishes what it means to be an ally for people who do it from a genuine place because they care about marginalized groups that they don't necessarily fit in but they understand the struggle Um, nobody needs you to be an ally so that you can benefit from it that is completely against what it means to be an ally to a marginalized group it's not for your benefit it's for the group that needs the support so if you're in it for you get out because these groups will marginalized groups especially people of color specifically black people and especially the whole gay community they will continue to march forward towards equality and safety with or without you and preferably without you if you're being if you're not being sincere about being an ally to them like that's the biggest biggest key to me is cuz being genuine covers The whole spectrum of it it means that you can take criticism it means that you can recognize when people who also claim to be an ally are being full of shit it means that you can recognize and accept in yourself when you when your allyship is looking funny in the light and apologize and correct it or just get the hell on all together
0: indeed all right what about you jeremy
2: um, I agree with, um, everything Candace said, and I would, um, also just like to add, um, probably the biggest, I, I gotta confess, I kinda don't believe in, what well, I, I don't like the term ally. I don't believe in, like, I don't like the term necessarily, but I get it, um, but probably the biggest thing is just having empathy for people, which is pretty much the basic, like, human 101 um but like the when you're in a privileged group or a privileged situation it's like well this don't affect me you know well, why why the, why would i have to give a fuck um and a lot of people skate by with that but that's not that's not a very tangible way to look at life and not a very tangible way to look at people because when the shoe is on the other foot you know, a lot of people want to raise hell. And it's like, well, hold up now. (laughs) You you don't have empathy for other people, so why the fuck everybody got to stop the world for you? Um, So, um, like I said, just be a decent motherfucker. Just be a decent human being that cares about other human beings. And just know that um, I can, prop speaking to something that I can relate to, um, I used to be a... Uh, and I've talked to I actually. Then me and Can, did, Candace, then we, me and Candace had a conversation on this when we used to do Ratchet Ramblers on um, Crown of Collars. This was when um, we did a mid-season recap of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and it was the time that Stevie uh, Stevenson guy uh, went on his uh, kill killed that elderly man and went on this uh, his rampage. And it was about, you know, the whole men are trash thing. And I used to be a not all-ass man, uh, not all men ass dude myself. Um, primarily because I was young, dumb, stupid, thought I'd do everything. And it took somebody dragging the fuck out of me, <laughs> for, more or less, for me to get it and to be like, to take a step back outside of myself and be like, oh, well, these are women's experiences. And who the fuck am I to tell me? Uh, Who who the fuck am I to tell them that their experience is wrong because I want to defend men and shit? I don't deal with men, I don't date men. They they do. So obviously, some you know, just without getting deep, there's got to be some truth to it. So maybe I should shut the fuck up and then get into the larger picture when you talk about sexism and misogyny and patriarchy and uh, societal harmful gender roles and how we're socialized and stuff. You like you step, I stepped back and like oh. Oh, men really are trash. Like, <laughs> there's some truth to this shit. So mm-hmm. just, I, I and just with that, just doing your Googles, just listening to people, doing your own research and having empathy, I think that what constitutes as a good ally, quote unquote. And also knowing when to shut the fuck up, when to advocate and when to shut the fuck
0: up. Indeed. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to touch on some of the things that you guys just said as we go through these uh, 10 talking points. So let's get into it The first one says being an ally Is about listening Uh, The tagline under this was Basically just quote unquote shut up And listen Uh, And I'm going to read this as the writer wrote. I believe it was a white man that wrote this So you know Got to take that with a grain of salt (laughs) Gotta take this grain of salt With a grain of salt (laughs) Inception Mm Saltception is what we call it He said as someone striving to be an ally the most important thing we can do is listen as uh, listen to as many voices of those we're allying ourselves with as possible um i think that i think that it's fitting that this was the first point because i have noticed this especially on twitter because twitter is a huge platform doesn't matter what anybody says and it's a huge hub of information and misinformation.
2: Yep.
0: But a lot of like you were saying Jeremy, a lot of people they don't want to take the time to stop and listen. No, we say this all the time with white people not wanting to listen. They may hear, they may let you say it, but they're not listening. They're not they're not taking what you say and breaking it down and consuming it and really getting into it. They don't want to hear What it is that you have to say, because they feel like their way is the way to be. And I think that it's foolish to think that you can sit there and say, I'm an ally. I'm here to help you. But then. I'm going to silence your voice. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to listen and understand your perspective. I just want to say what I have to say, basically making it about themselves, which we'll get into later later. Um, more on that about making allyism about yourself, but I agree. You know, shut up and listen. If you could, like me, Uh, even though I'm in the community, I recognize my privilege as a cisgender man. Even though I'm a gay man, I still have privilege over transsexual people. So I never take it upon myself to, to try to stand up and speak for transgender people trans women and trans men i let them do the speaking and i listen right and then i'm there to help prop you up and and get the voice out whatever needs to be done but in order for me to be an ally i understand that i have to listen to what it is that you guys are going through what it is that you want to be said and how you want to relate your stories and your your trials Also, it's because you wash, Curtis. That's another thing. If,
2: if, if you ever want to figure out if somebody is an ally, quote unquote, just pay attention to if if they t- if they tweet or say or whatever. If they act like they don't wash, then you know they full of shit.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean,
1: yeah.
2: Because mustardness is next to head-assness. Write that down.
1: But you know what. I, I kind of don't agree because I know, uh, I don't mean to shake the table, but I mean, I notice that a lot of black women who, who break their necks to go up for, uh, black people, people of color and the whole men are dangerous platform. They, um, at times get very silent when it comes to, um, the gay community and the trans community, so and these are people who make great strides when it comes to equality for Black people, and they get very quiet when gay when uh safety comes up for the gay community and the trans community. So and they look like they wash, but they magically forget to be present and accounted for in, in certain times. It's really you, sh- really that's strange. A good one. No,
0: that's an excellent point, and I think that goes back to I've seen this talked about, I don't know if I heard it on a podcast or if I've seen it on Twitter, where the thought on that is, you know, people's, um, what's the word, their compassion for marginalized groups stops at their intersection. And I think a lot of people, especially in your example, black people, black men, black women, cisgendered men and women, their compassion stops at their intersection and they don't they don't extend that empathy to gay men, lesbian women, transgender men, transgender women, bisexual men, bisexual women, um intersex, pansexual, um non-gender conforming because that's below their intersection and and for whatever reason they can't or they refuse to wrap their heads around that or be a but it's, it still goes back to the same thing like if they would Sometimes it's like if you would actually, maybe not shut up, but if you would listen to those people, then maybe you could be able to bridge that gap. But a lot of those times, you know, people like to be loud and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to steer people away from being loud and wrong. It's so contagious. That too, you know, because... It's, it's like a domino effect when one person stands up and be like, I am loud and I am wrong and you will hear me. And then every motherfucker is like, well, shit, let me get my motherfucking soapbox douche. And it's just like, can we just not? Um, OK, let's uh, move on a little bit. So the next one says stop thinking of ally as a noun. Since being an ally isn't a status. The moment that we decide, quote unquote, I'm an ally, we're in trouble. Um.
2: I agree with that one. I agree. Uh, okay,
0: go cool. uh, explain that, cause I'm on the fence a little bit about that, but I want to hear. Uh... I think
2: I think what he's saying is like, I think what, and this is just my interpretation, and again I could be wrong. Oh, uh, but I think what he's saying is don't, I, uh, uh, like think about like the black men on Twitter who call themselves, you know, I'm a feminist, you know, I'm a male feminist, whatever. But yet they still tweeting Ashley or still tweeting or still follow Ashley men or they don't they're quick to be like, well, not all men. But uh, but don't correct the 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 ashy and dangerous men. But they want to self-proclaim as like, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm an ally, quote unquote. So he's saying don't don't call yourself it. Don't 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 talk about it. Be about it. At least that's what I got from it.
0: Okay, so you think that this is more saying the power lies in not the nomenclature, but the actual action. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That I can agree with.
1: Yeah, I think the cause, I mean I got the article pulled up right now, and when I first read it, it kind of was like maybe it's the way it was worded, but then as I kept reading, he pretty much was saying, you know, don't you only as much of an ally as your actions show you to be like that's what the the rest of that number two went on to say so but yeah I, okay. when, when i first read it i was like
0: uh maybe that was what threw me off because i read through the whole thing and i was like mm, this... yeah i think the title it, it's like when
2: you're on twitter and you see an article that the title throws you off but then when you click on it and actually read it it's like oh this title was misleading as fuck right yeah which uh, that's a
0: whole that's that's a whole other topic. Being loud and wrong.
1: yeah exactly
0: All right. Okay, so the next one says ally is not a self-proclaimed identity. I think we touched on this a little bit. this um, really being an ally is not an ad- identity at all, but it's vitally important that we understand that we cannot simply decide we are allies. Being in solidarity is something we can strive for, but in the end, it's the choice of those we are attempting to ally ourselves to as to whether they trust us enough to call us an ally. Um, I don't really have much to say on that. I I, I agree because it's easy for you to, to as we were saying, to stand up and say, "Here's my pin. Uh, I'm gonna put it on my you know my Best Buy pogo <laughs> and I'm an ally, and you can't tell me otherwise." <laughs> and it's like, but are you really being an ally? I, I I think two and three go together because saying you're an ally, but you don't have the actions to back it up or you, or it even goes back to number 1 or you're not listening to the group that you're supposed to be an ally to it's like well this self you know what i'm saying this I, this it feels real uh i don't know umar johnson to me it's like i'm a self proclaim this and i'm a self proclaim that and it's like okay but where are the receipts sis
1: yeah that that's a that's a really good point and it kind of takes me back to like two two instances like it's the What's been going on in the trans community has been really widespread and the murder rate of trans people is going up, especially by way of hate crimes. And you'll have people be like, well, that's wrong. It's wrong to kill trans people, but there's never a but. Right. There's There's no no but. but. You can't say, well, I do believe that the gay community and the trans community should be safe, but trans people be lying. There's no but. There's never a but. You can't be an ally when you have when there's a but that comes after a statement. There's never a but. And, like, same thing with, like, when they do it to black people. I understand that police uh, unjustly killing the black man was wrong, but what about black-on-black black crime? There's no but. There's no but. <laughs> You're not an ally. You can't be an ally and have buts. And, and, and two, you can't force your way into the safe spaces of marginalized groups because you happen to stand up for them on Twitter a time or two, or you went to a protest a time or two. It, it takes time to be trusted in these safe spaces because historically what happens when marginalized groups let white people, let's just be honest, white people in, in their safe spaces and same with the gay community and trans community, when they have let straight people in their communities, yeah they we still come in it's still danger to them so like that like to said if if you're not told that that you're considered an ally and you're trusted stop titling yourself as such just title yourself as a decent human being that believe people deserve common decency and respect and the right to life
0: agreed you know and the reason why i brought up umar johnson is because that so clearly stood Stands out in my mind as someone who claims to be pro black and I'm here for the black community and it's like but on the real A large percentage of black people don't fuck with you and a lot of black people will be quick to say don't speak for us And I think it's the same thing with being an ally It's like don't don't speak for us speak for yourself And if we like what you have to say, and the same with trans people, if trans people like what you have to say, if they trust you, then they will invite you into those spaces because there's no shortage of a need for more voices to be heard. So if you are, as you said, Candace, being a decent human being, they're not going to shun you. They're going to be like, oh, here's somebody who gets it. Let's bring them on. Let's, you know, you're not going to be shunned if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you're out here on some bullshit, though, well, that's different. Yeah agree uh next it says allies don't take breaks the thing about oppression is that it is constant well that's a word you may be white but at least you, that was a word yeah uh it says yeah, those we- who are <laughs> 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 those who are oppressed and marginalized in our society do not get to take breaks or respite Ooh, another word. Come, Thus, on with the, come on with these words, now. Listen, I feel like I need to pull out my goddamn pocketbook. Like uh, we about to do offering, right. Come on, come on with these ti words. <laughs> it says, "Thus, if you truly want to act in solidarity, you simp- you cannot simply retreat into your privilege when you just don't want to engage." I want to know what what
1: all out of all the ten points, I feel like that one is like the one that you should like plaster on the, on the, Mm -hmm. on the poster, a t-shirt on the wall and just hand it out to people. If you're going to, if you're an ally, you don't, there's no days off because like it says, the people being oppressed, the people being killed, harmed, hated against, we don't get breaks.
0: You don't get racism. don't Don't
1: take Christmas off.
0: Exactly. I don't get to, I don't get to take my, my blackness off. For not for even a second, right? I never get to have a break from being black. I never get to have a break from being gay. I never get to have a break from all of the different intersections that I that I reside in. None of us do. So right. I absolutely agreed with that.
2: Oh,
0: that, that was a word. Yeah, but uh, that was refreshing. Yeah,
2: that's why I. That's why I. To a degree, and, like, I know everybody has their limit and you can't be mad, quote-unquote, all the time, but to a degree, that's why I don't, like, throw shade and get on people that, you know, people deem as, like, always mad, quote-unquote, because, like, the article just said, nigga, oppression don't take no days off, (laughs) you know what I mean? Racism don't take no days off, sexism don't take no days off, homophobia don't take no days off, transphobia don't take no days off, like, nigga. All this shit is constant. So if people, if some people are like mad all the
0: time, quote unquote, nigga, just look around. They got reasons to be mad. So you yeah, know, Solange yeah. told you, motherfuckers, got a right to be mad.
2: Right. Yeah. So hey, if you if you're not trying to look, if you're not trying to help with the food, then get the fuck out the
0: kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred to me, you know, because we were given this one point so much praise that I I should highlight that. Even though a white man wrote this article, he got a lot. Actually, I believe he says it in the article. He got all of his points from a black woman, like a a blog that he goes to. Her name is Mia McKenzie. So, you know, we have to have to give her that because, you know, I I, I I don't want I don't want to make it seem like a white person came up with all this on their own. But I also am not detracting from the fact that he was able to read the things that she's written and he gets it and he can relay it and regurgitate it and package it in a way that lets you know that he understands and he is not just going in one ear and going out the other.
2: And also giving her credit because we see that a lot where people will take credit for folks working that like they came out up with it on their own and especially
0: from black women
2: and, and it right especially from black women and and take it off as they own X L B um but uh so talking about shaking so, the damn table so uh so shout out to him for um for, for obviously not you know like i said detracting from his from his understanding and his uh point but also for saying that hey i i got this from a black woman and i understand it and i'm also while writing this article giving her credit and giving. and you should also check her out too so shout out to him for that because too many motherfuckers try to profit off the backs of black women and don't give no credit so that's that was dope for him
0: agreed all right it says allies educate themselves constantly Standing in solidarity with a marginalized or oppressed person or people means that we need to know our shit. We need to educate ourselves about the issues facing those with whom we want to be allied and about the history of said oppression. What you should not do though is expect those with whom you want to ally yourself to teach you. That is not their responsibility. I I feel feel
2: like I feel like we should share this article at least twice a day, dog. This shit, <laughs> this shit is for. He was listening to a seat at the table where you wrote this shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: he didn't. He didn't come to play games. But again, mm-hmm. like you said, he referenced uh, me and Mackenzie, um, yes. and so he knew when to sit down and be thankful for Black Girl Time. Um, oh, her, uh, her, her blog or website is called Black Girl Dangerous. I just Mm -hmm. scrolled back up, but listen. One thing that uh, I find myself doing is shutting up when I don't know shit. And maybe that comes with me getting older and growth. But if I am not aware or if I don't know something, I'm not about to stick my foot in the pool and try to swim with the people who have taken the time to get educated on the subject. I'm going to be quiet, I'm going to listen which I feel like this point goes back to the very first point to learn. You have to be willing to listen. Mm -hmm. So listen and then do your own homework. Twitter is infamous for telling, uh, the gay community and the trans community and the black community that we need to teach people. We need to teach them. We need to help them understand. No, the fuck we do not. Your computer, your your smartphone, your all this technology, and you are still choosing to be ignorant. That is a choice. Yeah. The resources are at your fingertips. You can you can learn a lot on Twitter just by changing up who you follow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you want to know what it's like to be tolerant and and to be genuine and to understand. What happens to these marginalized groups? You can learn that just by just by no longer following the shitty people who sit around and bash the gay community and trans community all day, bash black women all day, make jokes about our trauma. You can learn a lot just by unfollowing those type of people and following mm-hmm. better people.
0: Agreed. Um, an example of this that sticks out in my mind is, so this past week, with the whole um, Breakfast Club thing and Lil Duval, I was—I'm—I'm I'm not gonna lie—I was feeling away, and I was hesitant to listen to some of the podcasts that I like to listen to every week because you know it's, it's cis head black men, and let's be real, a lot of them fumble and bumble over this topic and i didn't want to be listening to a bunch of just foolishness for lack of a better term but one conversation on a podcast stuck out to me because the guy says and i like the podcast it's it's a it's an ally podcast um but the guy was saying you know i i was i heard somewhere recently or maybe uh something where someone was saying tranny is offensive And he was like, I didn't know that shit. You know, nobody ever told me. And I said, and therein lies the rub. Because here you are speaking on this issue because it's a hot topic and and you feel like things need to be said. And that's all fine and dandy. But the problem with it is you have chosen to speak, but you also chose to stay ignorant prior to your conversation. You know, if I feel like if you're going to be speaking about the transgender experience, then you need to take the time to actually Google some. So a few things about it, because I'm sure in a simple Google search, it would not have taken you long to know that that term is deemed offensive. And, you know, so it. It, it perfectly highlights this point of. Everybody wants to. Everybody want to do this. They want to. They want to jaw jack about topics. But nobody is. Oh, I won't say nobody. I'm. I'm speaking in general terms. They don't want to take the time to educate themselves. I, and I. And I'm with you, Candice. Like if I don't know about a subject, I'm not. I'm not the person to be out here looking the fuck stupid. All right. I don't want nobody out here lo- making me look stupid. And I don't want to be out here looking stupid. My damn self. Correct. So. And In all instances I feel like you need to take That time to educate yourself And don't sit there And expect a hand like You're a cishet man you probably Don't know any trans people You've never Met any you're not seeking Them out so why would somebody just Randomly come to you and say That's an offensive term you shouldn't say it And here's why but you chose <laughs> well, I never
1: thought about it like that <laughs>
0: like, You know what I'm saying but you yeah. chose To talk about this topic without doing any research and it's no shade to the to the person the conversation wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be they made it seem like it was it was worse than what it really was but that just really stood out to me that i think a lot of people do that with homophobia you know you have you have heterosexual people like well i didn't know this and i didn't know that okay but if you don't actively seek these type of people in your life or you're just not blessed to have them in your life and i'm calling it a blessing because we are the shit then you're not going to know and no one is going to just randomly walk up to you and start handing you information you have to seek information you have to seek education nobody just randomly comes up to your ass and hands you a motherfucking diploma and now your ass is an architect you have to go seek the information
1: correct that is a very valid point uh you in order to enter into certain professions you got to You have to take your ass and go to college. You have to apply to get into college to get this education. You have to do your research when you're in these classes. So why wouldn't you think you have to do your homework on things that you are not knowledgeable about? The other part is people are comfortable in ignorance because I'll be honest. um, So you're right. I am blessed to have some to have gay friends and I, I appreciate them like Tremendously. And the other. while I don't I don't know for a fact that I don't know any uh, transgender uh, men or women because it's not their it's not my business to know how they identify or share that information if they're not comfortable. Let's get that out the way. But mm-hmm. like even so, just being on social media and following decent people. I have seen over and over again things where they, where people have tweeted the term "tranny" is offensive. The I don't even like to say the F word at all. Like I don't even just like the way it comes out, honestly. But even like it's all it's you living under a rock if you've never seen somebody say the term "tranny" is offensive. The F word is very offensive to the gay community. Like it's just like when white people. Gone these tangents by what black people say nigger, so why can't we say nigger? Like, come on. Come
0: on. Right. And I think the other thing, and we can uh unless Jeremy wants to chime in, we can move on is in addition to being comfortable in ignorance, I don't understand this this mindset that if someone tells you that something is offensive to them or to their community, and please don't use this word. Why do you need an explanation If someone tells you tranny is offensive And let me stop saying it Because I usually This is probably the first time I've said it in years Yeah, But I use that as an example Because I saw that on Twitter years ago Where someone said this is offensive And you know what Because I recognize my privilege in that situation I said okay I'm not going to use this term when I'm I'm not going to make jokes about it I'm not going to use it in my everyday Well not that I was but you know and i didn't need a reason i wasn't seeking out a transgender person saying why is this offensive sometimes just take shit at face value if someone tells you that the shit is offensive and they don't want to hear it let it be that well, because you don't want to explain to white people why nigga is offensive so and i'm glad you said
2: that Curtis. that actually that actually catapults me into this um with the with with the um, fat ass um, Cheeto um, oh, in wow. office um, over the past couple of weeks, uh, electing to via Twitter at that, which nigga what the fuck? Um, but trying um, electing to ban um, transgender people from the military, and also with um, the Breakfast Club incident, and also um, with Dave Chappelle. Uh, refusing to uh, stop saying stop making low low hanging fruit low bar uh, transgender jokes. um a lot of people um in the past couple of weeks have looked very funny um because when bill Marr um said nigger um and say a house nigger there wasn't all of this nuance as to um well for white from white people obviously but um you know like candy said we really don't give too much of a damn about white folks you know we care about black folks and we care about black shit um um there wasn't a lot of this nuance Well, he's a comedian you know why is this offensive blah 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 there wasn't any of this you know well it's comedy you know y'all too sensitive you know blah 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 if every, every black person that wasn't on some killer mic shit was had a unified opinion of yeah this ain't no shit he should be saying dog like damn the context damn how he said it he shouldn't be saying this shit but when it comes to this top this stuff when it comes to LGBTQ issues and like I said specifically these past two weeks um transgender issues and you uh motherfuckers been looking real funny in the light (laughs) you know and it's just it it amazes me how we can't connect those dots and see that but that's also what privilege does it blinds you to shit that should be obvious to your face to be make to make the parallel is oh this is how this is similar and this is why this is
0: fucked up and uh, you and I talked uh, about this before we started recording. Um, with the whole comedian thing, um, I missed the memo where we're supposed to treat everything that a comedian says as a joke. Um, Because uh, good comedians, it's usually clear and easy to tell when they're joking and when they're being serious. A lot of jokes that comedians tell is
1: rooted in truth. Like... <laughs> A lot of comedians speak based on their experiences. They speak based on their thoughts, opinions, and beliefs and shit. Like, this thing where every comedian is a cheesy, ha-ha, slapstick, just
0: joking type of thing. That's bullshit. Especially when it comes to social issues. Yeah. Like, we can't just put that blinder on and be like, well, they're a comedian and they should be able to say what they want to say. No, the fuck they shouldn't. No. They should. They have to be held responsible for the jokes that they choose to make, just like everybody else in the fucking world is held responsible. Especially uh, unless you're white.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, for the most part. Um, go ahead. No, I was gonna say somebody was like, "Well,
1: don't, don't he? Didn't he joke on this? Didn't he joke on rape? Didn't he joke on murdering of women?" And I had to remind them that shit was not funny either. Like, what the fuck? Like, and then I, I, I was like. Didn't we see an increase in hate crimes when Trump was elected? And they was like, well, yeah. I was like, so don't tell me that public figures don't have the ability to sway the thoughts, opinions, and behaviors of people who are already hateful.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And to piggyback out that, Candace, because a lot of people and even well-meaning people, they tried to do that with um, Lil Doodoo. Um, and try to diminish what he said. Little because, snooze ball. Yeah, little... <laughs> yeah, little, <laughs> little, little, shit, little shit thing. Um, we can, no, no, no. You can't try to devalue or make it seem like it's not a big deal what Lil Duval said because it's Lil Duval. Yes, Lil Duval, in the long game, in the long scope of history, of course, you... You as an individual, he's not going to influence what, how you think or have any impact on you or your belief. That's how we're finding Dandy. But honestly, it's not about him, and it's not about you. It's about the people that he is inciting violence against, people that, like Candace said, some inciting violence that's already there. It's not like Lil Duval said this, and this is just some new phenomenon where, oh, shit, he, he's saying something new oh what what are we gonna
0: do about this guys this is something that's already happening and to i feel like i want to say this real quick uh before i forget because i feel like within the span either right before or, or sometime after when he made that quote unquote that alleged joke i saw an article about another transgender woman being killed so right number one i don't know why y'all are so why people are trying to sweep that under the rug as a joke when people are literally losing their lives um i just wanted to say that real quick go ahead jeremy
2: yeah and um and i'll be real quick and then we can pass it to candace if she has something to say and then move on but yeah you can't it's easier for you to say well Lil duval don't impact my life so who who cares what he says well that's a very privileged and a very tone-deaf thing for you to say when you're not on the receiving end of the violence that he is inciting, affecting it's you. Very white. So very white. Right. Like like when you get get it on crown and collars, and we titled the episode like you said, Curtis. Your Republican and Sean.
0: That's it. Um, I just have one more point in it because we we have gone on a tangent, but it's important. <laughs> my last thing because you brought up dave chappelle and we talked about this before the whole thing with him and the jokes that he's making and i haven't seen them but you know they're creating enough uproar that i'm assuming that they were crass i've read them they're it basically his his trans
2: jokes are literally hey guys aren't trans people weird aren't they
0: gross ha 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 like that's basically more or less the gist of his jokes and so my thought on that is we, We've been Rocking with Dave Chappelle since what I mean since the 90s to be honest But as far as mainstream Dave Chappelle when the Chappelle show came out right. We know the caliber Of comedy that he's capable Of so for you In 2017 to make such Poor jokes where You're just punching down it's like We, we know that you should know better Because we have seen you do better We have seen you be better Right. So for you to be making these easy Like you said low hanging fruit jokes about Trans people it's why I'm like you don't have of all the shit in the world To make jokes about Trans people why why is that part Of your set I don't understand it And if you're going to tell a trans joke at least Be funny about it like Just because it's coming out of your Mouth and I think a lot of comedians Fall victim to that you know they start Smelling themselves and they think I'm a comedian So everything I say is funny and that's not the case, especially when you're joking on people's livelihood or their just existence. And
2: like on the sur on the surface, it may seem like, well, what's well, what's so bad about him saying that? Well, first of all, just saying someone's like, well, first of all, the jokes that he's saying play into the trans panic factor that gets trans people, specifically trans women, killed. Like if you mm-hmm. you can't tell me you can't see the correlation of hey aren't trans aren't, aren't trans people silly and aren't isn't it funny how a guy can just put on the dress and think he's a woman and ain't that ain't that strange guys you can't tell me how you don't see how that plays into the trans panic that cis cis black cis men and oftentimes in these in these cases cis sis black men you can't tell me how you can't see the correlation of that time kind of panic of Oh, the these this group of people is weird, and they will they they are weird, and they will act weird towards you. That feeds into the fear that gets them killed. You can't be intellectually lazy and see and and can't make that connection.
0: Right. Correct. Okay, let's get back on track. Um, we have we have about four more, and then we'll be done with this. So it says allies don't need to be in the spotlight. True solidarity means supporting the work of those you're allying yourself to, not solely creating a platform for your own voice and work. Sure, your privilege may afford you the spotlight sometimes, and there are times when you can use that spotlight to talk to people who share your identity. But whenever possible, allies turn the spotlight away from themselves and to the voices that are so often marginalized and ignored. Um i just i felt like he hit that one on the head like that was spot on and i think we talked we touched on this a little bit already of calling yourself an ally and wanting to be in the spotlight and getting a cookie and a gold star for being an ally is not the point you need to move out of the way and if you have a platform you need to use that platform to uplift the people who are in the intersections that you're supposed to be caping for and let them speak. And if they choose to let you speak for them, okay. Great. But you need to be comfortable enough in your allyship, if that's really what you are, to step down from the pedestal and let someone else step up and speak. And you be there as support.
2: Yep, I agree. Um, that's why, like, on our show, like, we, it's only so much me and Dan can say, like, usually we'll, if we're talking about things that are, like, dead-ass, specifically, uh unique to black women, like, we'll have black women on, like, Candace has, shit, Candace is basically our third co-host. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, her Lexi. Right, her and Lexi. Shout-out to Lexi. Yes. Yes, yes she, we're gonna have Lexi on Ratchet Ramblers very, very soon uh but yeah like when it's stuff that you know is unique and specific to black women we do our damn to like have black women on uh, if we can't have them on we'll 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 speak on th- the thing generally but we won't try to act like you know this is something that's you know that we just dead ass know you know and then if we you know if it is something that we know we'll give credit what credit is and say hey i learned this from black women
0: just like this article
2: yep all right
0: uh it says allies focus on those who share their identity beyond listening arguably the most important thing that i can do to act in solidarity is to engage those who share my identity um jeremy i will give you props that you do this often um i see a lot of people on twitter doing it and that is when you are caping for black women, you caping for trans people, you caping for everyone else in the LGBTQ spectrum, you don't need to be focusing on them. You need to be focusing on the people like you that are causing them harm and causing them to have spaces that are not safe. As a gay man, if you say, okay, I'm I'm there for you, uh, I'm an ally, I don't need you going off or speaking to or having anything to do with other gay men what i need is for you to get on these straight men because they are the ones that are making it unsafe for gay men so on and so forth for lesbian women trans women trans men etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle people want to speak and they want their voice and as the article said their work to be considered so badly that they, not, they don't target the groups that they need to be targeting. You need to target the groups with the privilege, not the disadvantaged, the disadvantaged.
1: Yeah, I don't have Agreed. anything else to say. You hit that right on the head.
0: Yep.
1: Also, okay. well, let's just point out how men <clears throat> are dangerous to all of these groups of people. Straight women, gay women, trans women, gay men, trans men. Uh, bisexual men and women like if you don't understand why we say men are trash you don't want to understand because right this one group of people poses life threatening consequences to the to the people that they come in contact with like that is crazy to me
2: And I'll just pick it back off of that, Candace, even to each other. Like, how many articles have we seen where some man has killed, presumably a straight man, how many times a man has killed another man over a woman? So, you know, so it's like, cis men are not only dangerous to every other community, but shit, even to each other. So it's like, no, it's us, (laughs) you know, like, it, Mm it. at this point, you you just don't want to get in. You just don't care. But if if that's what you want to do, then you can't say shit when people say say you trash dog. Like it can't you you can't have it both ways. Where you don't want to address the problem, but you also don't want to be considered part of the problem. That ain't how it works.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know if you are comfortable in your in your phobias. If you are comfortable in your homophobia. If you are comfortable being transphobic, if you are comfortable being a misogynist, that's cool. Say that, but say be honest so that people could write you the fuck off. Like don't don't right. tiptoe around it. Like be who you are so that we could take the proper precautions and protect ourselves and get you the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> right. Yep. And that's so that, you know that's so crazy to me that people want to have these views, but they they don't want to lose people and it's like you can't have it both ways you cannot be transphobic and expect people to still rock with you you can't be homophobic or misogynistic and expect not to lose people it just doesn't work that way because you are literally hating a group of people yeah yep you know okay next it says when criticized or called out allies list allies should listen apologize act accountably and act differently going forward. So there are a few lessons more important for allies to understand than this one. When you screw up and damage trust and hurt and anger those that you have allied yourself to, listening is important, but it's not enough, Charlemagne, Apologizing (laughs) earnestly is important, but it's not enough, DJ Envy. Working hard to make sure you are accountable to those you've wronged is important, but it's not enough, The Breakfast Club. In addition to all of these, you have a responsibility to learn from the mistakes you've made and to do better going forward. Yes, I just agree. Yeah, I
1: agree. I don't. I don't have anything to add to that. Well, I do. People, oh. <laughs> 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 hey, just because you apologize, don't mean the the group of people that you offended, the group of people that you put at danger, has to
2: accept it. Like, I think that I think that needs to be not because y'all. Cares. Yeah. I, I think that's, because, uh, okay, I have made this kind of public, and people disagree, and you know, that's fine, or whatever, but I'm not with the whole, I, this person was a head ass and said or think, did some fucked up things, and they are woke now, and we need to forgive them, I'm not with that shit, because... I, because here's my my man Rashani is from Single Simmercast. He said this, and I could not agree more. You are more than welcome and allowed to walk forward, but no one has to forgive the forgive the footprints you left behind. And I apply that to because a lot of when I say that, I think a lot of people think that well, you just applying that to other people, but you're not applying it to yourself. That includes me too. Like I make it no secret that I used to. Be a goddamn dumbass, and I have said and did and had some fucked up ass views. And if somebody searched my tweets and wanted, to... If, if they saw me today and was like, "Hmm, he talking a good game," but I wonder, I wonder what he used to think. You know what I mean? And if they searched my tweets and found something that offended them and they thought was fucked up, you know what? That's their prerogative, and they are completely welcome to do that. They don't have to. They don't have to. Forgive me, or just gloss over that shit just because I'm woke now, quote unquote. They have that right, dog. So you can't. I think people do that a lot where, and, and it's usually, you know, let's keep it a buck and call it spade spade. We usually pick and choose when we want to do that shit, when we forgive, and when we don't want to forgive. Um, so I, I think that's speak keeping it with the whole ally thing. I think that's a one thing that really does. I think people gloss. Um. Like, we just make concessions and shit because, you know, you, because uh, 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 over these past couple of weeks, a lot of, you know, and keeping the theme here, a lot of male feminists, quote unquote, have had their cards pulled over problematic shit. Not even that they said three, four, five years ago, nigga, like three fucking weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and they got people that's capable for them saying it's a mistake and then they, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dog if if you want that spotlight of being an ally you also cannot shirk that shit where you saying and doing some shit that contradicts your allyship you can't have it both ways yep
0: yeah <clears throat> and i think uh something important to highlight here as far as the fucking up and apologizing is a lot of times apologies are not sincere and that's why people continue to get people the fuck out of here when they fuck up and then they try to apologize because the shit is not sincere you're only apologizing because you don't want to lose sponsors you don't want to lose your job you don't want to lose your show you don't want to lose future opportunities and if that's how you feel you might as well not apologize bill maher like because that shit is not sincere but if you call yourself an ally and you and you misstep then you need to be, you need to be humble and you need to really, that apology needs to be genuine. Mm -hmm. And even then you have to realize that being an ally, the, for whatever groups that you're trying to ally yourself with, you know, black women or women in general, you know lgbtq whatever the case may be the spaces are already very difficult to navigate and there's not a lot of safe spaces so if people don't want to rock with you because you made a misstep do you just have to you just have to roll with the punches and work that much harder to be a better ally yep uh okay last thing it says allies never monopolize the emotional energy this one really resonated me resonated with me when I read it. It says one of the f- one of the more common and egregious mistakes supposed allies can make is to expect emotional energy from those to whom we ally ourselves. To once again quote Mia McKenzie, shout out to her again, the people who experience racism, misogyny, ableism, queerphobia, transphobia, classism, etc., are exhausted. The last thing they need is our monopolizing of the emotional energy to only further their exhaustion. Surely allies need emotional support, but it must come from other allies. Don't expect marginalized people to do the emotional work for you or feel sorry for you or forgive you. Mm. I, you know, I don't really have anything to add to that. That was spot on.
1: Mm, Yep. Yep. I got No, I, (laughs) yes. I mean, this article was a really dope one and
0: It was. I mean, but you know, shout out to I don't even I don't think I even saw the guy's name who wrote it, but shout out to Mia McKenzie because he basically got he he says in the article he got all ten of these points from her. Um and I just want to say one thing and then we can we can move on to the next segment. And it kinda goes back to what I was saying about Dave Chappelle. Um stop I would like people to stop saying that people society whatever the case is too sensitive um because you can't get away with the jokes that you were able to get away with in the 90s or in the early 2000s as a, i need people to understand that as a society we are constantly moving forward i mean even with that umpa loompa in the white house <laughs> we're still moving forward and so when we learn we, and we start doing better then we hold ourselves to a higher standard. So yeah, jokes that were made in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands, they may not fly today. And that's not because people are being sensitive. That's because as a society, we have learned and we are doing better. So you are the odd apple talking about, oh, we need to go back to this and people are being too sensitive. No, if in 1999, I didn't know any better about making jokes about trans people. And now in 2017, I know better. It's not up to me to say, oh, well, people are just being too sensitive. No, I know better. And I hold myself to a higher standard. And and that as a collective is what we do. But we always have these people saying oh you're being too sensitive people too sensitive these no we're not sensitive it's just we understand now why that shit is not funny and it doesn't take away from it doesn't make you a bad person if back then you thought it was funny but because you didn't have all of the knowledge that you have now so i just would really i i would really like to stop seeing that stop hearing that about people being too sensitive because that all, and, and again, along the same veining, that usually applies to a marginalized group that is beneath you. You're making jokes, and all of a sudden, everybody too sensitive. But when these jokes of that fall in your backyard, you ready? You know, you turn into motherfucking Hercules, and you, you know, what I'm saying you want everybody to ride what you get on their motherfucking horses. We got to go fight the White Walkers all of a sudden yeah. because it, it was something that resonates with you. Now, you're not being too sensitive when it's something that affects you. But if it's a joke about a trans person, oh, they being too sensitive. If it's a joke about homosexuals, oh, they being too sensitive. If it's a joke about black women, oh, everybody just too damn sensitive. No, people not too sensitive. We know better and we holding your ass to a higher standard just like we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Or we should. I just had to get that out. And
2: I'll piggyback off that real quick and then we'll move on. Well, then if Candace has something to add on. But, like, that shit is super wild coming from black folks. Like, you know, like, we're on Twitter a lot and we see, you know, people pining for old Twitter, quote-unquote, or the golden age, quote-unquote, Twitter. And they sound, people be sounding just like fucking dude bros and white men. Like, just, just think of, like, how SJW, Social Justice Warrior, has been turned into a pejorative. That shit came from white dudes. That shit came from white dudes on like game. Um, if you, if you, if you talk to any, if you talk to any black gamer, man or woman, and you ask them stories about like Xbox Live chats and message boards and stuff, they will tell you horror stories of yes, like just the 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 most vilest racism, the most vilest. Violent, misogynist, like you—it will blow your motherfucking mind. Like that's what those terms used as pejoratives came from. It came from white, from white dudes, and to see niggas use that shit, it blows my mind because it's like it's like the example we brought up with with Bill Maher. Like when it's us, we expect the people to be like. Well, you know, that's fucked up. You can't say that. I understand why you would, you know, have an issue with X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to women, when it comes to LGBTQ people, like, all that empathy goes out the window, dog. And it's it's like I said, you, you can't have it both ways where you don't want to be considered a part of the problem. But you either add on or not speaking up and out against the problem.
0: And... We'll wrap it up like you said unless Candace has something to add.
1: No, no, I think stop. good points were made. Go ahead. No, I think good points were made. The article is good, but what we've added has been even better.
0: Yeah. Uh, my last thought on that is stop thinking that people can't read between the lines. Ooh. Like when you say that shit, oh, you know, can we go I wish we could go back to this Twitter or I wish we could go back to the 90s when we could make these just say what it is that you're actually saying is that you want to go back to a time when you could be mean with no consequences, because that's what you're pining for.
1: Holy shit. That listen, I'm so tired. So was it Friday? Perhaps it had to be Friday when Dave Chappelle was being discussed. And I was so damn tired of seeing, well, why y'all not outraged that he joked about rape? Why y'all not like, stop doing that. Like you said, just say you want to put your phobics in the uh in the atmosphere and and go about your day just say you comfortable with certain groups dealing with the things that they deal with because you don't have to deal with it you don't care about the transphobic jokes because you're not a trans person just be honest like sometimes it's even though it still make you a shitty person sometimes you got to live in your truth and say hey i don't deal with transphobia so I, I don't care about it. Cause that's pretty much what it boils down to. I don't, I don't care about what's happening in the gay community because I got hetero privilege. Like just be honest about the shit. Yep.
0: yep. That's, and, that's uh, um,
2: and, uh, and also, and also Candace, uh, cause me and you actually like, um, for those of you, for y'all that don't know, if you haven't, you know, uh, News flash, but me and Candace, even though we do podcasts together, we actually are friends, and we talk about stuff. You know, we were talking about stuff. We were talking about this, was it? Yeah, like I said, was it Friday, Candace, or yesterday? Either one or the two. And like, nigga, people, when when you said like, well, why y'all ain't, uh, why ain't nobody outraged when when um when uh Dave Chappelle made those other jokes? Uh, well, I hate to be this person, but well, actually. People were outraged. People did say stuff, and you know what he did? Well, I haven't really paid attention to his stand-up or whatever, so I can't tell you either way, but you know what he did on those topics? He didn't make those jokes again, but he was called out to the carpet on the on the um on these transgender jokes once and he didn't give a fuck, and he did them again. So, again, what, what here are you trying to die on here? The, uh,
1: the one where they don't have to be uh, bothered with the fallout from shit like that. And that's what's so crazy about it. But I, I had this conversation with Curtis and I had this conversation with you. A lot of black women are homophobic and transphobic and they are passive aggressive about it and they sneaky about it and they hide behind shit like, uh, Oh Friday, some fake fake, scenario came on the timeline and it was saying the, like it was like a dear jane letter and the woman was like oh, i've been married for five years me and my husband uh. trying to have kids uh. but he doesn't know that i'm i'm uh i'm tra- he didn't even say trans the, the fake shit said tranny that's how i noted it was fake first of all because transgender people don't refer to themselves as that And they was like, well, I'm trans and I never told them. And you know what it did? It gave gave people ammunition to be fake outraged and be like, see, that's why they get killed. See, because they be lying to people. Look at that shit. Look at that shit. And I'm like, that's not real. There's no way that's real. But this is the type of hate that you see. And, And it's not always in your face hate. It's like passive aggressive like that. Like, see... They lie to people, and that's how they get killed. See, shit like that. Here's the thing: even if even if transgender people don't aren't forthcoming with people about how they were born, the the, the penalty for not telling somebody your business is not death. Like let's let's get right. that straight: the penalty for not being honest is not death. Because let's be like, if we're gonna keep it very very real. A lot of you men, a lot of you niggas have done a lot of lying in your lifetime to women. A lot of cheating, a lot of beating on them, a lot of getting them pregnant and abandoning them. And the penalty for that was not death for you.
0: Exactly. Right. I would say, I would even venture to add to that, even if you lie to the United States government, the penalty is not death. They'll throw that ass in jail, but they're not going to kill you. Hello? Right. Um and my last thought on that, and we can wrap it up, is, uh, what I, what y'all was saying earlier about you know, walking your truth, say say what it is that you're really saying, and, and go have a good day. But even if you choose not to walk in your truth, don't expect other people not to hold you to the truth that they see.
2: Um, I have one more um thing to add. Also, go ahead. Um. And for um, for the record everything that I've known everything that I, I I know about the very little even though I'm still learning I'm still you know getting up on these topics and these issues and these experiences that transgender people face um and when I make my point I'll cite some uh, some trans some uh, trans activists that I follow and stuff um Candace actually mentioned the podcast that one of them has um but if if trans people and specifically trans women, do, do disclose their lives are in danger just for the mere being trans. Like, their existence is, is, is a danger because other people, cisgendered people, cisgendered men, kill them. Like, and, and particularly if they're a, a trans woman of color, I mean, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the, the statistics, a, a lot of the killers are cisgendered black men. So if they they do tell and they are walking in their truth, they're in danger. If they don't tell, they're in danger. So it's like either way their lives are in danger and us as cisgender, cisgender people are using all these different scenarios and putting our lives and our feelings and our phobias at the forefront of these conversations while also not inviting transgender people to the conversation and also not listening to transgender people in these conversations that are saying that, hey, this ain't that and this is not real and I'm in danger whether I tell or not tell and we are centering our feelings, but then also wonder why we see trans people and trans activists always mad, quote unquote, all the time. It's because we suck at being allies. We suck at being empathetic to people. We suck at talk, having, being a having all the, the hot takes and all the loud and wrongness about these conversations about about these people, but also not listening to these people. And then when they do speak, we push back on them like, well, y'all just X, Y, and Z and y'all too woke and da 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 shit. So it's like, we won't pass on the back because we vote Democrat because, you know, fuck the Republicans. But, you know, we won't pass on the back for being good people, quote-unquote, because we vote Democrat, but we very a Republican as when these topics come up,
1: oh, can mm-hmm. I? Um, can we also point out and debunk this myth? Um, the gay community and the trans community are not some rambunctious group of human beings who can't control themselves. Most um, straight men who identify as straight, they seek out trans men and women and gay men. Like this is—they're not just going around trying to turn y'all weird broke asses out. They got better shit to do. <laughs> Like, for y'all to act like trans women are just going around tricking men, that is a damn lie. Most straight men seek out trans women. Most straight men are seeking out gay men and enjoy their company and enjoy the sex that they have with them. The only issue comes into play is when society finds out that that's what they like. And then they have to do shit like prove that they're masculine and, and kill and harm trans women and gay men. Like, let's, let's call it what it is. Like, gay men and trans women are not going around trying to handcuff y'all and turn y'all out. Y'all are not the fuck okay when y'all act like that's the case.
2: Yep. Because you don't even see the reverse of that. Like, you don't see stories of, of, of women, um, killing, um, trans men. You don't see that. You know, it's only men. It's only cis men that get their masculinity so threatened that they have to kill somebody. Like, that don't, that shit don't happen the other way. Nah.
0: Yep. I said this to Jeremy earlier. I was like, you know, I get so tired of the trans uh experience being reduced down and you know, other avenues of life too, but those marginalized groups getting getting um shredded down to just sex. Yes. Even like thinking about um the Breakfast Club interview. Because I listened to, I think I want to say it was the black guy who tips that I was listening to when I listened. Because I don't, I've never really listened to the Breakfast Club. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Right. Shout out to Rose. Yeah. Shout out okay. to Rose. So when I yeah yeah, so when I heard what how the, the conversation actually went, they asked about the transgender ban, and immediately, Lil Lil Duvall went to a sexual situation. Yes and that happens too often that we reduce our trans brothers and sisters our gay brothers and sisters our lesbian brothers and sisters to body parts and you know whoever identifies outside of that spectrum to us to sexual consumption like we are not here solely for your sexual consumption and part of the reason jeremy going back to what you were saying about everyone, for the most part, being sucky allies, it's because you are not even able to see these people's humanity. You can't be an ally to someone who you don't see as human. You see as just sexual pleasure for you. Yeah. If you're into it, or of an abomination if you're not.
1: Yeah, We had this conversation also Friday, Curtis, where I said that I think a lot of women are intimidated by trans women. And I had this conversation yeah, yeah. with Jeremy, and it's because Long gone are the days of them being running jokes. Trans women are making big moves in the communities where we reside. They are New York, uh, New York best-selling authors. They are running businesses. They are in movies. They are doing amazing in TV. They're doing amazing in fashion. They have hairlines, and th- we're not just talking about what trans women who. Back in the day, the joke was that you could tell a trans woman what you was born as a man because of how they look. These women are beautiful. They are smart. They are educated. They are successful. And so I do believe some hetero women are intimidated and feel like they have to compete. And instead of competing, they feel like they could just knock them and they say shit like, well, I could have kids listen, bitch, okay, kids is expensive. That ain't really no bragging right? <laughs> okay? Pregnancy wasn't fun. You, like, you picked the lowest, you low-hanging, again, back to low-hanging jabs at trans women. Like, come on, get out of here.
2: Trans- and then, even with, even with that, Candace, like, not all cisgender women can have kids too. So if that's your measuring bar of like what is or isn't a woman, yeah. there's there are cisgender women that can't have kids. So like, what you saying? Like, what is it? Yeah. What are we exactly? Talking about
1: like I said, it's okay. a lot of. I feel like it's a lot of intimidation that leads to transphobia, and I also feel like a lot of straight women, specifically Black women, love gay men until it's time to defend their safety and their right to life they they love their slang their fashion their makeup the way they joke the way they talk their energy it's like they try to use them as accessories but when it's time to discuss the hate that they face the 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 violence that they face they want to be silent
0: yeah mm-hmm. I, fight for yourself yeah, yeah. i agree Um, So let's wrap up the conversation Um, Now this episode Obviously was a little heavy And was very trans uh, Gender speak heavy Um, I'm actually looking into uh, Having uh, Another transgender guest Or maybe I'll bring Lyric back because Part of this is, you know, we're having this conversation and as the article said, you know, allies, we need to be speaking to each other. We don't need to be speaking to the marginalized group. But at the same time, we need to be uplifting that voice. So I don't want to make it seem like, you know, we're just going to sit here talking about transgender issues and not actually have a transgender voice in it. So I probably or I definitely will revisit this and have that transgender voice. So with that being yeah, said, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, not because y'all that episode you had with
2: lyric, I had that saved on my phone. That was a dope episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to lyric. Like I said, I, I reached out to her uh, this past week, and I was like, we need to have you on the show again because we got shit to talk about. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up on a lighter note. Uh, so in in honor of Jeremy being on the podcast, we're gonna do misconnections instead of the usual. Queer- <laughs> 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 paying homage to and collards uh if you have not heard the episode i was on about uh that shit ugh. literally <laughs> literally it was Crown and collards episode uh, 121 called your republican is showing go back and listen to that and can i just say that trying to find articles for this was overwhelming there are so many pictures in the misconnections <laughs> as a gay i'm a gay man i, I you know what i'm saying i am no stranger to penis so for me to say that it was overwhelming how much dick was in the misconnections, that should give you a a good measurement of how much i was like what the f-? like y'all just really what <laughs> y'all are some nasty motherfuckers hey like hey, Nick- craigslist oh, is man. a cesspool
1: okay <laughs> and let me yeah. tell you, yeah. you could go like when I was moving to Denver and I was looking on Craigslist to see if I could find any good rentals. It was dick pictures in the in the uh, in the rental properties listing. I was like, yo, see, okay.
0: Y'all
2: wildin', like, you the, the number one amp, the question that like because when people when we do them on, on crown and collars, the number one question that people ask me is like, how do I find these shits? And like, I have to tell them like, look. It has gotten to the point where I don't even have to look in the in the misconnection section. Like it was one damn misconnection. I can't remember where and what it was about, but it was so it was so outlandish. You think that I I had found it in the personal ads? No, this was in the actual misconnection section. So it, it's a motherfucker.
0: Listen, so. Before I get into this, shout out to uh, the people in the misconnections that are arguing back and forth (laughs) and (laughs) stuff. Listen, because I was on there and I was like, I saw something that said Ray, and then it was, and then I scrolled down and I saw the same subject line. So I clicked on. I was like, Y'all are really arguing. Y'all are going back and forth in the misconnections. Are you serious? Your connection is no longer missed. the connection has been made you can argue off of here but anyway so let's get into these the first one says country cowboy at gas station this ain't gonna end well (laughs) says today tuesday i went in to get some beer and cigarettes you were getting beer too you looked at period my crotch grabbed yours and then rubbed your ass You put your beer down and asked me where the bathroom was. I, period, pointed, and then, period, followed you. Fuck, dude. Your ass is amazing. (laughs) I want to pull your jeans down and drill your hole. We were interrupted, and I, period, left. I, period, want to fuck you. Tell me what color shirt I had on. You were in a black t-shirt, Levi's, and cap. Name the, period, place, and I, period, will come fuck, period, you. Then
2: This is a lot of damn punctuation.
0: <laughs> Listen, either you get too much fucking punctuation or you don't get enough. Like there's no That's middle true. ground.
2: That's true. Hey. That's
1: true. <laughs> he no. went in the gas station Number. for some Marlboros and some Bud Light and he was
0: And was trying to get he some was trying to get...
1: Right. <laughs> hey <laughs>
0: Hey <laughs> No, okay, so wait, because I forgot Uh, One very important aspect of this is that he punctuated this whole thing with a picture of a man in some, I guess, Levi's in a cowboy shirt, uh, cowboy hat backwards. So basically like an ass shot of him in some jeans. So you went and you found a picture of somebody like that to help, I guess, set the the tone of the misconnection.
2: Visualize
0: listen first of all y'all nasty because bathrooms uh gas station bathrooms nasty are disgusting as fuck. so y'all are nasty number two but number two shout out to y'all uh gay cowboys out here they do exist don't think that every man in wranglers and and trucks that he got a catapult to get into the cabin of are straight they out here listen Listen.
1: They country ass white
0: men be out here fucking they probably me know how to, like it ain't nobody they probably know business.
1: how to ride a dick better than anybody else they know how Hello.
0: to giddy up Bronco.
2: Hey listen, all I'm saying is all I'm saying is if it's, if you see if you see a, a, a white if you see a, a white man over the age of about twenty five in some Brett Favre jeans, hey Hey, hey why are you calling him you,
0: you might a stick a finger or two in there.
2: or
1: two.
0: Or Marlboro. Yeah. You do never know what these are. Asshole might this smoke the cigarette. It'd be like <laughs> ass McGee.
1: That sounds so freak that's freaky as hell. Nigga say like he put his beard down <laughs> to grab his crotch.
2: <laughs> you hey, hey, know white same. men love beard You what, what what white man you know putting a beard down? Listen, Come they had some
1: intense sexual chemistry to not have exchanged a word. Like the misconnection always funny cause if I got that kind of chemistry with you off the back, I'm getting your phone number, ASAP.
0: Right. We got interrupted and I left. Why didn't you exchange information before you left? Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> girl, <laughs> this <one's, laughs> like this one says... This one says... I tried to mix it up because there were a lot of men for men, which... Mm, uh, but this one is different. So it says, the last of my kind.
2: Is uh, oh hey, this the Temecula man?
0: Listen, listen. Just listen. Exactly. For exactly... 128 years three months 11 days and four hours I have waited the cryptic note folded neatly into an origami cat parentheses cute and hidden in the cupboard above Sebastian's desk brought me here this is the day no longer will I be the last I know you are reading this do not make me wait a moment longer nigga what? I'm just wondering what in the twilight hell what do you mean <laughs> 128 years <laughs> bitch what the fuck are you even talking Duh, about
1: nah, listen a origami cat you know how goddamn <laughs> you know how goddamn lonely you got to be to fold up a origami cat cuz most people when they do origami it's some wild exotic animal a crane goddamn hummingbird a giraffe motherfucker folded up an origami cat and called it cute
0: wow no so so here's the thing because reading this the person left you the origami cat note and that's what brought you here so how is this a misconnection the connection has already been made they obviously have access to you if they can leave you notes where you will find them
1: 128 years 4 days 3 nights 29 minutes
0: Seventeen hours, 25,600 minutes. What are you even talking about? This shit shit
2: sounds like this is this shit sounds like the prologue to an RPG. I thought I thought it was a a, yeah
1: I thought it was a fiction fantasy type thing. The fuck, hundred twenty-eight years? I was confused for a minute. Like I was looking at my fingers, I started counting like a hundred (laughs) hundred twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. This person is extremely weird. Like they probably like be this, on they like, probably be in the uh in on PlayStation or Xbox calling black people niggers. Like it was that kind of weird. Like, you know they be in there yeah. like fucking nigger. Like what?
2: Right. Like this this, this, the this shit like, motherfuckers like, think
0: they La and shit, <laughs> thinking they they looking for their queen of the damn. Like, get the fuck.
2: <laughs> like I like the whole time you was reading this shit, all I could picture was Morgan Freeman like narrating this shit.
0: Hey, <laughs> go
2: away. <laughs> I'm like, tell me y'all a hundred. Lie to me and
0: tell
1: me y'all I was, was thinking Twilight. I was like, "Is they a vampire?"
0: That was my first thought, and then my second thought was, "Nigga, are you posting this from the grave? 128 years? What are you? What, what kind of
1: crack they smoking? <laughs> like how high <laughs> you had cool. to be to post to to post that in the misconnections Because you know they read over it twice before they posted it. Like, cause they oh, they yeah, went back the, and put cute after the origami cat. Like that was an after the afterthought edit. Like, oh, let me say that it's
0: cute. No. You know that they took some time because the punctuation on this was flawless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they took their time. They proofread the fuck out of this. I I was then. My third thought was it must be one of them things where you know people like oh, I'm a vampire and you know we drink blood. And it's like. It's like you twenty seven. You work it at the motherfucking post office. You work for
1: the right. Geek Squad at Best Buy. Sit your ass down. You, a, sit your, you are right, not a vampire. Right. All right,
0: last one. Oh, this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the title is a lot, so be prepared. Like Scar said, it says "Missing Cream Pie Buddies." Oh
2: whoa wait a whoa hold, wait whoa whoa
0: whoa wait. hold on wait wait so wait, i want wait, wait to, hold on wait. I can't <laughs> process this. wait wait i need to add to it before you start processing it's so what? i want it i want it to be known that this person listed some stats they are 65
2: <laughs> and married
0: so I want you to marinate on the entirety of that what? before I read the hey, actual hey. thing.
1: Wait a, what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Missing cream pie buddies. Hey. 65. Hey, that is real nasty.
2: Y'all nasty as fuck. Wait a minute. Hold on. There's stats with this shit. This is the first time I done heard stats on the damn biscuit.
0: Oh, there were a lot of them. Though. They have their stats. Age, height, All kinds of shit. There were quite a few. But this one, it it was important that I also gave the age and the status.
2: Okay. All right. So let me read it.
0: Okay. It says, a couple years ago, we met and you let me eat your wife after I watched you fuck her. Now, I'd like to go again, but I have lost your email. Please get in touch with me. Exclamation point. By the way, or BTW. If you are not the ones I connected with but want to get together, please contact me. A fresh cream pie is one of nature's delights.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wait. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> if y'all don't come get your cock ass grandpa off of motherfucking Craigslist. Leg- hey,
1: you know what I was just thinking the other day? I was like, people who can use well-placed sexual innuendo are a gem and then I was like, one of my favorite jokes is when, on Twitter is when somebody be like, what's y'all favorite pie," and somebody be like, "Cream." That shit funny, but it's not funny no more. <laughs> <laughs> this not funny. I'm never gonna be able to think of cream pie the same.
2: It's, the joke is over.
1: Yeah, joke it, it, is over. Getting fucked up the church's money. What is going on?
2: <laughs> are you Are you okay? Know the fuck you are not hey, okay. Hey, yo,
1: oh, hey, what? That is old and nasty. Listen. I, listen, I'm not saying older people don't have sex, cause I get it, especially when they're healthy. But after a certain age, nobody want to hear about your sex life. Nobody want to read like, about your sex life, like fuck in private, like be nasty in, in the privacy, like don't tell nobody, especially not Craigslist.
2: Oh, nigga, I'm just... never gonna look at cream pies. Look, like, I, I might not like it. Like if I'm watching, like if I'm looking at porn and I see cream pie, I might turn the goddamn computer. Yeah, that's
1: off. enough for me. That's too much. Yeah,
0: like, that I saved the best for last. That was that was you know a. Like you lot. said,
1: cream pies is one of life's greatest joys. Like, huh?
0: <laughs> one of nature's. Yeah, delight. nature's delight. It's natural.
2: Like dog, that motherfucker went full onk to the about goddamn cream pies. I'm fucking. <laughs> I ain't never looking at that cream pie again. Hey, this I always
1: imagine elderly men to like shoot dust when they come. So that really ain't no cream pie. It's like a, it's like, it's like confectioner sugar. The shit just, <laughs> it's like confetti explode. Now nah, that's nasty. Hey, get your goddamn granddaddy off Craigslist with his nasty ass. Get
0: your granddad. All right. Get- and the way that this was written, you know, my immediate thought was. This motherfucker, he probably he, it's a delicacy to him. He probably go get him a straw hey. and stick oh, it no. it through.
1: He probably eat it with a spoon. Like,
0: <laughs>
2: right, Curtis, what you do? He got him hey, a hey, bill, a special hey, bill. Listen,
1: this gonna sound terrible, and please don't judge me, but I know you gonna judge me. So many years ago, <laughs> I was watching the porn, right? And the nigga came in a woman, and and is he made her push it out on the plate. And then he fed it to her with a spoon. Like, I don't know why I was watching this. It was just...
0: So I'll I'll one-up you because that is pretty common in porn. And I have seen, and you know, gays do everything to the extreme. So I've seen the same thing in a gay scenario where they pushed it out onto a plate. I've also seen where they have pushed it out into shot glasses. And I said, you know... But coming, I don't even know why I'm Coming on
1: this from planet. the butt though, you probably could get it real pre- precise in that shot glass though. They just you know what? This enough.
0: However, it's coming from the butt. This... And as I have spoken about on previous episodes, y'all are not out here doing it properly. <laughs> y'all are not giving that monkey a good rinse.
1: So That's like a it's like a chocolate are... cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: You know what? On that note, we gonna wrap this. Up. I, think that's enough. I, I, think have, I think we I that's think we. That's
2: enough. every resource. I think we. I, I, I think this is. I, I think this is the time where we need to close because this is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This, let's wrap it up because this 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 too much. <laughs> this too much. You should have never called me a fat ass Kelly Price. <laughs> so, uh, starting with Jeremy, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Uh, you can follow, you can
2: find me, um, on Twitter at Black Dante. That's, uh, B-L-I-K-E underscore Dante. Um, you can find, uh, me on my podcast. Uh, well, one of my podcasts, Crown of Collars, with my homeboy and my co-host, Dan. Shout out to Dan. Yes, shout out to Dan. Keep getting checks, boy. Um, we are on the Coast of the Podcast Network, um you can go to our website cspn.us and on the podcast tab you can go crown and Collars and you can also just search crown and collards however you listen to your podcast listening device and you can also uh, and this will be an Ali oop Candice you can also find me on Ratchet Ramblings um, with Candice also on the cspn.us um, podcast tab and click Ratchet Rambling and we will be there and also um you can follow Crown and collars. Um, that's crown. Um, just search crown and collars, and the page will pop up. And also search ratchet rambling, and the page will pop up for that on Twitter as well. Yes. Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at intense desire. All all together, no spaces. Not spell funny. Spell very normal. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no yeah, pie. no cream pies. Like I feel like I should change my act now. But <laughs> you can, <laughs> It's a little saucy. But you can find me at Twitter, um, on Intense Desire. Um I do live tweet um the the Ratchet T V shows on our uh podcast page, which is Ratchet Rambling. So if you wanna get some good laughs and a dose of comedy at other people's expense, uh follow <laughs> and uh, yeah. Thank you for having us on.
0: No, thank you guys for joining me. I think this conversation was great. I don't even mind it going damn near to the two hour mark. I think that the things that we said needed to be said and we needed to say them as allies cause we're supposed to be, you know, schooling each other. Uh, with that being said, you guys make sure that you are checking out the story. I mean, the sounds of the stories playlist, um, Go to GaySideStories.com for all of that good stuff. Uh, everyone's at and all of that information will be in the show notes so if you want to follow Jeremy or Candace if you don't already or their shows all of that stuff will be there and to wrap it up make sure that you guys are protecting your walls and uh, watch out for older men who want to drink things out of your walls Nature's also, delight. also white Also beware
2: white man in Wrangler jeans. Yeah. Right.
0: If he put his beard down. Now it's
1: time for action. He bought that life. (laughs) Giddy up.
2: (laughs) Alright y'all. Bye.